Welcome to the Faith Church Peshtigo podcast. You can connect with us online at faithpeshtigo.com. We're also on Facebook. Just search for Faith Church Peshtigo. Today's podcast features a conversation between Pastor Jeff and Pastor Robbie. Hello, Faith Church family, and welcome to another podcast, Thursday edition. This week, it's me, Jeff, along with my guest, Robbie. Hello, everybody. Thanks for listening today. Hey, Robbie, good to be with you. It is good, as always, to be with you, Jeff. I enjoyed last week, so I'm, I'm glad too. to be back. I did, too. And what a beautiful day we have on this Thursday. It is a delightful day. And I, I think we can appreciate a little bit more because we had those few sweltering days. And so now now these glorious days with a nice cool breeze are fantastic. They are. This is like the best days of summer kind of days. This Here. is what I was told it was like pretty much all summer when Jay was convincing me to move to Northeast Wisconsin. <laughs> so um, days like the, the previous two Sundays, last Sunday was fantastic, Amazing. but the two Sundays before that were a little rough and felt a little more Texas than it did Wisconsin, to be honest. Yes, it definitely did not feel like Wisconsin to me either. So abnormal. Well, today we're going to continue what we started last Thursday with practical things. And... We had some really good feedback on that. So, Robbie, thank you for making things so practical and doable for people. It was fun to talk about that with you. I really enjoyed talking about that and looking forward to picking your brain a little bit about some of those things today. Yeah, so today our plan is uh, to pick up basically the sermon on Sunday. Jay continued our series on the promise on praying the scriptures, praying the Bible. And he focused on praying promises of God and specifically, he narrowed it down to the presence of God and that God promises that he is with us. And then, Robbie, on Tuesday's podcast, you guys talked a lot more about the, the specifics of that vision and that promise. I wondered if you could just start before we get into the practicals of how to do that in real, like in our actual lives. Could you just summarize a bit about the vision for what does it mean like to live in the presence of God? And what is that promise for yeah, us? Yeah, I'd be happy to. If you didn't hear that podcast, I would encourage you to stop this one right now and go back and listen to that one so that you have a little bit more context. Uh, if you did listen to it, then just as a little refresher, Jay and I um, talked about about his message, talking through praying uh, God's promises. And, and as you just said, Jeff, how those, those promises ultimately all culminate in one form of another in God's presence, that that's where it all ends, that that we, that he is with us, that we get to be with him. And so, uh, and so really praying God's promises ultimately is praying for more of God's presence, um, if we can oversimplify that a little bit. Um, and it's an important distinction is that we're not praying, when we're praying for God's presence, we're not praying that something would happen that isn't currently real, right? It's not that we're that his presence is away from us right now. And in praying for him to to uh, fulfill his promises of his presence, we're asking him to show up, right? And sometimes we'll even do that. We'll say, yes. God, we want you to show up here today as though he is someplace else giving attention somewhere else and we want him to start paying attention to us, which is a wholly unbiblical understanding of God and completely erroneous understanding that he, his presence is always here, always with us. What we're ultimately praying for is a greater awareness 
of this thing that is already all around us, already influencing us. And, and coming out of that conversation on Tuesday, you and I, Jeff, uh, fill in the people who are not a part of our daily conversations here at the office. Um, we were just talking about how what, what does that look like practically? So even if we come away from Tuesday and say, yes, I, I want that. I want, I want God more than I want his stuff. I want more of God, more than I want him to just fix my circumstances. But how do I do that? Yes. And, and I, I love that our, our tendency around here is to start with scripture and say, okay, so where, where would I find that in scripture? Is there scripture that, that I can memorize that, that points me to that? Um, and you mentioned a few that came immediately to mind. What, yes. what were those? So one of them is the is one that Jay had us look at on Sunday too, which Isaiah forty one ten, which says, "Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand." Just at the very beginning of that one, you can hear it so clearly. Fear not, yeah. for I am with you. And then another one that sounds. I mean, it really sounds like a repeat, actually, is Jesus at the, it's the last sentence in Matthew, Matthew 28, 20. He says, and behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. So then, so you have this Isaiah 41, 10, where God is saying, fear not for I am with you. And then you have Jesus saying, I am with you always. Those are promises. Almost like it's said by the same person yes one might even say yes exactly the i am uh, who came in the flesh and that's another that's another idea actually that when jesus is announced like the beginning of matthew he is called emmanuel and actually we don't even have to look up what emmanuel means because matthew includes it in there very convenient in parentheses in yeah. our english translations uh god with us the good news is that god is with us yeah. and he's come in the flesh and he's now present um, and promises to be with us all the time. And like what you just said, I think is super profound as well. That is a truth, no matter if we feel it and experience it or not. God is with us. Yeah. I think I was telling you earlier this morning, I was walking around Marinette and just praying for the city downtown. And I, I found myself praying, God, would you fill this city in this area with your spirit? And I had a moment where I felt, actually, I, I don't know if that's the right prayer for me to pray in that moment. Hmm. I think God has filled it. He is here. He's right. present. Yeah. Uh, God, certainly. would you make us aware of what you're doing yeah. and what you're at work doing in this place? Yes. That's what we need to be asking him, right? He's already here. He's not left. He's very close. Right. Help me to see what you're already doing all around me. Help clear the distractions help clear the noise so that I can actually hear your voice. I can actually see your activity in me and, and all around me. Yes. And the reason that we start with these, these, I mean, really these are sentences, right? These, these promises that we find in God's word is that we know that our experience changes. Like we change, our emotions change, how much sleep we got last night changes. So our experience of this reality of God's presence can change day to day or even moment to moment. Mm. There are some days I know for myself personally where I am very, very aware God is near me right now and I'm experiencing his presence. And there are other days where I don't feel that and he has not left me. But that's why I need, I know for me, and I would encourage everyone listening, that's why we need to start with these basic fundamental truths. 
like Isaiah 41.10 or Matthew 18.20, and I would recommend people actually commit them to memory so yeah, that they are just good. in us. They just become part of our thinking and our being because we just we have them so that on the day when I wonder, where is he? Hmm. Where is God? I can be reminded his spirit, I believe, uses those things that we stored up in our, our heart and they come to mind. So you, I think you stumbled on the f- a first of our practical steps there. Memorizing scripture is an extraordinary step in, in helping to practice his presence because if I don't, if I don't have it in my mind, I, I can't bring it to the forefront of my mind, right? Yes. If I don't remember it, if I don't know it, then, then it's not something that I can, that I can pull from. And so often, um, that's where it starts. It starts with that, wait a minute, but scripture says, I will never leave you or forsake you, which means he has not left me. He's right here right now. And, and it's, that's the starting point where then I go, all right, well then why am I missing that? Why, yes. what do I need to do? Um, so for help, help me out a little bit, Jeff, help me, give me some practical steps. What does it look like for me? How, how do you answer? If I come to you and I say, like, I, I agree intellectually with all of that, mm-hmm. uh, but I don't, what am I supposed to do? How, how do I, uh, as brother Lawrence said years and years ago, how, how do I practice the presence mm-hmm. of God? How do I get, uh, set up the rhythm of my life in such a way where I can begin to eliminate some of these distractions and, and see what he's doing, hear from him, and be able to interact with him in a more tangible way. Right. That's a that's a huge question. And and I want to just preface everything that I say that we say today with, this isn't exhaustive. Amen. And every person, that, you know, our, our different wirings um, will mean that probably different things will help us. But hopefully we'll share something today that each person can try. I think the first step is just to recognize there is something we can do, yeah. to be honest. That's like, huge. If, if I find myself thinking, I don't experience his presence, the next thought can be, but that's a, like, there's hope. By God's spirit, by dependent action that we take, I believe we can actually increase our awareness and our experience of his presence, which I think is an amazing truth mm-hmm. and a very helpful thing. So we already mentioned uh, memorizing scripture. I just yeah. want to say a couple more sentences about memorizing scripture. Can I just touch really quick yeah. on how much I love that? phrase you just threw in there dependent action yeah (laughs) i think that's such a helpful phrase that it is i am relying on him in every step of this so at no point is god saying look i'm waiting on you to get your act together and if you could just do a b and c well then i'll be able to do this i am utterly dependent on him in all of that the way um a professor and theologian d.a carson put it that that was always helpful for me was he referred to it as grace-driven action yes so it, it is that that dependent activity of its its effort or grace-driven effort rather hmm. um, it's I'm putting forth this effort but every bit of it is is empowered by driven by motivated by by the one that I'm dependent on yes so sorry I didn't mean to interrupt I just want to no, touch it, I thought that's a really helpful it phrase. is and if we get that action it is and I think that whole concept is I mean, I believe even my desire to be in his presence is his work in me. So like from beginning to end, our experience of him is actually his love towards us and Mm -hmm. his grace to move in us in that direction. Um, But yeah, I think it was about to say with scripture memory, I just wanted to say that this is very obvious, I know, but how do I do that for myself? Like if I, if I wanted to memorize Isaiah 41.10, for example, what would I do? This is my process. I look at it. 
I get my Bible. I actually like to have a physical Bible out when I'm memorizing. I, I don't mind using an app when I'm reading occasionally, but I do think of having a physical Bible in front of me and I will literally read out loud while my eyes are focused, laser focused on the words I'm reading. I'll read the sentence out loud 10 times while reading it and looking at it, just 10 times. And then after my 10th time of looking at it and saying it, I will look away and try to say it. And as soon as I get to a point, maybe I, I reach the first comma and I can't remember what's next, I look at it and mm -hmm. I finish it. And I find for myself at least, if I read it out loud 10 times looking at it, and then I try to recite it 10 times without looking at it, by the end, like by basically my 20th time saying that sentence, I have most of it or all of it. And I will do that for a day. And then the next day I do it again. Hmm. And if I'm trying to memorize multiple verses, like a like maybe I want to do a chapter, I'm working on Psalm 103 right now. I will just add a verse to that pattern every day. So the first day it's 103 verse 1, 20 times. 10 times looking, 10 times not. The next day I review it 10 times, the one I already knew. And then I do the same pattern with the second verse. Mm. So it's not fast for me at least, mm. but I find if I do that repetitively, I actually really am, am learning that verse and I'm meditating on it as I do it. It really sticks with me. That's super practical. Yeah. So hopefully it wasn't too granular, but I think it no, can help really to hear practical. what works for people. So so next time this comes up, I'll I'll give you my <laughs> method of memorization, which could not be more different because my brain functions so differently. Uh, I'm I'm a memory palace guy, so I'm I am wandering through the childhood home that I grew up in, and and visualizing <laughs> everything, and that's how that's how I remember. So that that is. Not for this podcast. Well, let's do that one. next week or the week after or something, because I think that'd be helpful for people to hear. Other ways to memorize. Yeah, I, I think so too often are we default to, well, I'm not good at yes. memorizing stuff, which I am the chief of sinners in that regard. I'm horrible at remembering things. Ask my wife how good I am at remembering things. Mm -hmm. It is it is the thorn in my flesh. Um, but all that means is I just have to be more creative in figuring out, well, then how do I overcome this particular obstacle? I'm not a guy with a photographic memory, um, at least not in the classical superpower sense. Me either. Um, <laughs> so, so what means do we use? Do we use these tools like you expressed of this, the, the repetition and rote memory, or do we tie those things to images? Uh, it's not, can I memorize or can I not? It's what is the best means for me yes. to do that? Yeah, some people make songs, right? Some people mm -hmm. draw pictures. Yeah. I mean, the beautiful thing is that God gave us minds and brains in each other. We can help each other figure it out. I mean, I don't. I haven't met anyone who finds scripture memory easy. I really haven't. Mm -hmm. I mean, the idea that I could read a chapter and just recite it back to you after reading it once, I don't. There's very few people who can do that. So there's work involved. Yeah. But yeah, that would be the first step. I I think is committing. That's great committing some of these promises about his presence to memory so that they can be in your heart and in your mind throughout the day. Um, I think the next thing would be setting aside time that you've planned on to be in God's presence very intentionally, where you are um, being aware of his presence. And, and what you're doing when you do that is you're basically moving your attention towards God. Robbie, Robbie, you and I read a book together and it talked about, this author talked about attention leading to awareness. So when we have attention on something, 
Um, like I was just telling Robbie kind of hilariously, uh, something in my office that I don't like that I noticed yesterday, a decoration, uh, has been there for the last six months. Correct. And it wasn't until yesterday you moved in. So <laughs> yesterday that I noticed it and thought, I think I want to change that part of my office. To which Jay said, you haven't seen that before? I said, no, I didn't notice it. I had literally no attention drawn to it. So I walked in and out every day. Now that my attention is there, I have awareness and I want to change the thing. Which I'm thankful for because I notice it every single time I walk in your office and it's been troubling me for six months. So I'm glad we're all finally on the same page. That is such a funny part of my wiring. I didn't even notice it. But not as funny as if I was doing that with God. If I just right. was walking by him every day, his presence in my life, and I had just no attention on it. So setting aside even like seven minutes in the morning and saying, as I sip my coffee, I'm going to open up his word and I'm going to read a paragraph or two. And then I'm going to spend a few minutes praying. It's really not much time, but I think that set aside time of focusing attention on God, I know for myself, it increases the likelihood that throughout my day, my attention will go on God. And as my attention is drawn to him, I find it much more likely that I'm going to be aware of his presence in some way. Certainly, because what, what we put our attention and intention into is is what our mind is fixated on it's the lens that we're going to see things through it that that absolutely affects the rest of our day it sets the tone um for our day and i i i love that you bring that up because it 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 is that that idea of setting aside specific time it has to be an an intentional decision to put that sort of focused attention on God or it doesn't it doesn't happen I can I can even walk through my the rhythm of kind of my quiet time in the morning and and not actually have the intention of having my attention on God right it's Mm -hmm. the my my intention is getting through the reading for the day or you know writing in the journal or planning out you know whatever it is even scripture memorization like if it's just if it's strictly just to accomplish this task, I can do all that and completely miss the God that I'm supposed to be interacting with in that. So I I love mm-hmm. you stressing that idea of of attention and and a and an intentional awareness on who I'm trying to connect with through these activities. Yes, thanks for pointing out too that all of these things actually if we focus on the things themselves just can actually distract us from god right right it's a little counterintuitive it right is. like your study of the bible can actually distract you from god if you're not careful if you're not yes. being intentional in that which is part of why i'm so excited we're doing this whole summer on praying the scriptures yeah because prayer is actually a relational thing it doesn't happen unless there's two people involved it is. right it's a conversation and so if we start to approach scripture more and more and more prayerfully, that means we're going to be approaching it more and more relationally with God. And and scripture can become a means to connection with the living God. Yes. And that's what it's for. It's not just so we can fill our heads with knowledge, although knowledge is a good thing. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's knowledge in relationship with God. Um, so I think that's what we're describing here with this daily time with him. And one encouragement I would have is... If that's not a habit for you yet, start with seven minutes. Start with, you know, a one minute of I'm sitting silently before God. I take some time 
three minutes to read some scripture and I spend three minutes praying for the day. It, it can be that simple. And just starting to do that daily, I, I can't guarantee it, but I, I, I almost can guarantee if, if you start doing that every day, every morning, your awareness of God's presence in your life will grow. You will start to become aware of the truth that he is always with you. And it's part of our part, like we were talking about. God is here and we can, dependent on his spirit, make decisions and take actions that can increase our awareness of his presence. Yeah. Love that. I love that. Jeff, thanks so much for that. I think that's really helpful. For a quick recap, uh, three practical steps of uh, how we can practice the presence of God. Number one, recognize that there is something that we can do. I think that's really mm -hmm. helpful to not feel helpless in that, but to know I can actually take steps in moving towards that. Number two, memorizing scripture. And I appreciate your, your helpful example of how you go about doing that. And then number three, setting aside that specific time in order to do that. Such simple things. And, and maybe to you, you hear that and you go, oh, that's awesome. That's way easier than I thought. I can start doing that right now. Or maybe you hear that and you think, ah, oh, it can't be that easy. I just echo what, what Jeff said a minute ago, that if you just at least start there, I am willing to guarantee that you will be shocked by the impact that that can have. And and certainly we would want you to grow from that place and, and, and that it would not only seven minutes a day, but you would find yourself moment to moment throughout the day, continuing to grow in your practice of his presence and understanding that he is all around you in constant interaction with him but to just start somewhere in those simple things can have such an extraordinary impact. Yeah, and one thing I almost forgot to add, if you if you heard those steps and you feel like, I've already tried that, and mm. I still just don't feel like he's near, I would love, I know I would, I know Robbie would love to talk with you personally. I think Absolutely. even our hilarious difference of how we memorize scripture is a really good illustration of how a person will experience God's presence will be different too, yes. based on wiring. So we are both happy to meet with you uh, if that's where you are, even over Zoom. Like we can do this virtually and start talking through what would work um, and, and, and what could actually bring you a greater awareness. Because I know for myself, not knowing that God is near me and not experiencing that isn't an option anymore because yeah. now I know what it's like yeah. and how different my life is. A friend of mine, Vic, uh, told me years ago, Jeff, the main job that we have as followers of Jesus every day is to adjust ourselves to the reality that we live in God's presence. And I really took that to heart, and it seems like it's mm. been true. And I know when I start my day and live my day, knowing that's my main job, even as I do my other jobs, you know, my other callings, mm. everything is different. Even when it's not easy, it's different in a very good way. Man, that's a great way to finish this podcast. I'm not going to say anything and ruin that other than thank you so much for listening. We love you, church. It is our honor and our privilege to serve you. And please let us know if you have any questions, if you have any feedback, any follow-up to, uh, to this. As Jeff said, we would love to talk to you. And if you don't know how to get a hold of us, easiest way probably is either call the church office uh, or you can go to faithpeshtigo.com and on our staff page just click on our big faces there and it'll open up a window to email us directly. We would love to hear from you. We love you church and thanks for listening. Yeah.